0: the dating while adulting podcast the greatest podcast ever made if we may say so ourselves go to dating for access to everything related to the podcast that's our twitter our youtube blog information about the hosts etc so with all that being said let's get to the conversation hey welcome back check this out you guys know how this thing works I come on, I build a foundation for the topic of the day, then I get to the topic, then at the end, I talk about random stuff, and that random stuff is usually about some old people getting divorced or somebody dying, dying too young, that is, but forget all of that. Today, I want to start by coming back to something that I touched on at the end of the last episode, and I'll get to the topic, whatever, or not that episode title for people that don't know is Amber and Being Who You Are by the Way. And this is a good opportunity at the end of this episode to go back and listen to that one because you'll have a reference point, let's say. Anyway, forget that. I ended that episode by mentioning how conflicted I was over Dell and Sonya Curry getting divorced. I was conflicted because, you know, a black couple, you know, strong black couple, married 33 years, they're getting divorced. But thinking that also in some odd way, and this is where the conflict comes in, in that odd, bizarre world kind of way that might open a door for she and I to get together someday. But as I found out more and more, well, 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 imagine what I found out. Upon further investigation, I found, that, found out that while there are conflicting stories as to who filed the divorce papers, Dale is alleging that Sonia cheated on him. Oh, shoot, I'll be done. See, there's always so much talk about men and how much they cheat. But I tell you, women are catching up at a really fast rate. Once again, so much for traditionalism. Anyway, forget about that. According to court records, Dale's saying that Sonia is not only being knocked down, and for people that don't know, that's having sex with a former NFL player, some dude named Steven Jackson, who was drafted in 1988, by the way. Um, now, I've been watching football for all my life, and I don't know that I've ever heard of this dude, but that makes it all the more impressive that that dude pulled the married and very foxy Sonya Curry. But not only is Dale certain that Sonya's sleeping with this dude, but he's also saying that she moved to Tennessee to live with the dude. So he's saying that for these reasons, he shouldn't have to pay any alimony. And honestly, it's kind of hard to knock him on that one. But this isn't a conversation about alimony. I don't care about that. And not only do I not care about that, but I'm not sure that my fragile heart can't handle that conversation right now. See, it's fragile because of my feelings for Sonya. Plus, what are we really talking about anyway with this alimony stuff? Like I said in the last episode, her son just signed a second $200 million contract. Sonya be all right without alimony. So whatever. With two sons currently in the NBA, I seriously doubt that she'll be begging for change. Now, we want to be fair to Sonya because, as we all know, there are two sides to every story. She says that she's not living with dude and that she's only living alone. She's living alone. She's not living with dude. But that's because Dale kicked her out of the house, which if it went down the way Dale says that it did, big ups to him. That's the way you handle the situation. But anyway, now, with that being said, There are reports that she's admitting that she is currently dating someone. Reports that she's admitting. I'll tell you what, my journalism professors would be rolling over in their graves right now. That is, if they're dead, reports that she's admitting. That didn't even sound right. But this isn't about the state of journalism right now. Anyway, she also says that she started dating this dude after she and Dale became separated and that Dale actually knew about dude. What kind of freaky shit is that? <laughs> Let me stop. I'm joking, obviously. So as usual, we hear two conflicting stories and the truth is somewhere in the middle, I'm sure. And you younger cats out there listening um, to this, y'all don't think that older people are getting it in. Boy, I tell you what, Dale is 57 years old and Sonya is 55. That is old enough that both of them should be sitting their asses down somewhere. And I, I just can't imagine their kids, Steph and Seth, and what they're thinking about here upon hearing about all of this. If they're like me or any other child for that matter, I'm sure that their immediate reaction at the thought of their mother sleeping with her new man kind of makes them feel sick. And for people listening out there, I also know that they have another child, a daughter, as a matter of fact. But she's not in the NBA, so I don't really care. And speaking of not caring, back to me and my fragile heart. I loved Sonya about Mm -hmm. as much as any man can love a woman that he knows absolutely nothing about. So basically, I'm saying I lusted her. Now, I'm not Reggie with all that love at first sight mess. You know, I don't believe in any of that mess. But going along with several of my recent past episodes, this is just another example that side pieces are winning. This Steven Johnson dude, he is winning, and he was a side piece. Like I said earlier, I never heard of this dude. And Researching him is much more involved than just your standard Google search. And with such a common name, that makes it even more involved. But all I could find about this dude was that he was drafted by the New England Patriots in the sixth round in 1988. And he caught one pass in one season while he was with the Patriots. And that wasn't the good um New England Patriots with Bill Belichick. That was the old Rundum Patriots with when Ray Berry was coaching. Now, don't get me wrong, they did go to the Super Bowl under Ray Berry. So that's something to get credit for. But that was in '85 when they got smashed by the Chicago Bears when they were like the super team. They only lost one game to Miami that year, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But even with all of that saying, the '85 Super Bowl team that was before Johnson got there. Like I said, he got there in 1988. Now, with that said, it's while it sounds like I'm knocking his hustle, I don't mean to knock his hustle. That's more jealousy speaking than anything else, and I am not ashamed to admit that because I definitely have no right to knock his hustle because as I look at my past. I don't recall ever being drafted by any NFL team. And last I checked in my stats, I had exactly zero catches in the NFL. I'm just saying that. If you hear that Sonya Curry is cheating on her husband, when you picture who she might be cheating with, that's not the bio that you think of. And then on top of that, after seeing the picture, dude, that's not the look that I think of either. But again, that's 100% me hating. That's the 100% jealous Michael talking. So take that into account. I'm just saying. though. But I will say this, though, in his defense, I'm describing what dude did in 1988. 1988. We're a long way from 1988, and that gave him decades to build up his his bio into one that he could use to in 2021 pull Sonia Curry, and let this be yet another lesson to all the side pieces out there. You have to be continually building your bio. You can't just rest on your laurel or rest on your laurels as a side piece thinking, well, shoot, I'm just good in bed, so that's enough. Nah, you have to start, keep adding pieces to it. Like, look at Steven. (laughs) Let him be your motivator. In 1988, he was little to nothing. 2021, he's with Sonia Curry. So he's fine, and she's definitely fine. And it also makes me think about the kids again. It's like, While kids who are going through this stuff with their parents, you know, they'll sometimes hold a grudge against the cheating parent. The grudge holding is usually a lot stronger when, when the father cheats. When mom cheats, the judgment isn't usually as harsh. It's almost like kids subconsciously think, what did dad do to push you into the arms of another man? So they'll forgive mom a lot quicker it's unfair but so is life i'm sorry that was just me going on a little bit of a side rant even though i don't have any kids and i hadn't cheated so i don't anyway moving on i will say though that if i'm being honest with myself i i am a little bit disappointed with sonya though as if She's concerned about that. I'm sure when she's laid up at night in Stephen Johnson's arms at his crib, I'm sure she's not thinking, I wonder what Michael thinks about this. <laughs> if, if she does, boy, she needs to seek therapy like yesterday. But with that said, it's strange because part of her appeal to me was her standing next to her husband while watching her sons play basketball. And I know that's kind of strange to say that a woman looks sexier to me standing next to her husband of all people, but in her case, it worked. Now, now hearing all of this, she just kind of seems like a chick, but I get the impression that this is a feeling that women can relate to more so than men, because I know women that have found married men to be sexy up until the point that the man left his wife and was finally single. Then those same women that found him to be sexy just looked at him as like, meh. it's like his wedding band was his superpower. And then he lost that superpower when he got divorced, but what makes it so funny, at least to me, was that that superpower actually kept you from being with that dude in the first place. That's the superpower that made you want to be with him, even though you the superpower made you not be able to be anyway. Regardless of whether you understand it or not, that's kind of how I'm feeling about Sonya right now. And don't get me wrong. She's still no less fine. That woman is still fine. It's not like if she showed up at my front door that I'd throw eggs at her or anything like that. Unless, of course, she wanted me to. (laughs) But I'm just saying, some of the luster is gone upon here and all of that. But again, that's me hating. And I seriously doubt that she cares that she's getting knocked down by dude. But with all of that said, even with the luster being gone, if she did show up in front of my at my front door, I get the strong impression that she and I could work to rebuild whatever luster that she lost. I right, let me get off. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, anyway, while I make while I make jokes about all of this, because it's kind of what I do. And while I highlight yet another failed marriage over 20 years. It does. It does have to make you wonder if marriages do have expiration dates. And I know I always like go off on these tangents and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem like the whole death till death do you part thing applies anymore. Unless that death to death do you part means that one spouse kills the other one. But anyway, enough of my sounding like a broken record on that one. Sonia's fine. The fellows know what I'm talking about even even the ladies, y'all have to give it up. See, I never even got to the point that I was trying to get to in this episode. This episode wasn't supposed to be about Sonia Curry. It just evolved into that, and I just kind of kept going off on tangent after tangent after tangent. And now we at the point where I don't even have enough time to get into the episode and talk about the topic that I wanted to talk about anyway. And just so you know, that topic was nothing short of amazing. You all were really going to be impressed by it. But what else would you expect from the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves? So with all of that said, fortunately for you all, you only have to wait a few more days before that episode comes out. And then you can download and listen to it, tell 50 friends, tell 50 friends and all of that stuff that I ask you to do every single episode. While I'm on Telling 50 Friends to Tell 50 Friends, you know, with Google Podcasts, and I think with Apple as well, you can set episodes to auto-download. Actually, I think you can do that with all of them. (laughs) But if you have that option, you all should be doing that. And since we're on every platform imaginable, go to whatever platform you listen to that mess and set it to auto-download so that it'll always be there at the ready when you want to listen to it. Okay, enough. I'll end this episode and thank you all for listening as I express my pain and totally gloss over the topic that I was set to talk about today. But I'll end it by talking about a few things since we have a limited amount of time. First, let the following be a lesson to to all men. I read an article by Julianne Moore of all people. And for people that don't know, she's a big time actress. That's probably most famous for being in those Hunger Games flicks. And those flicks, actually, I enjoy those Hunger Games flicks. I know I'm too old to be watching them and stuff like that, but I watched all of them on plane rides for whatever reason. And those things were like quite entertaining. The last one left a little bit to be little bit to be desired, but still, I can't knock the hustle. But with that said. I don't think that those movies were an adequate representation of Julianne Moore's talent. She's way more talented than that. It's just that those are the only movies that I can think of right now that she was in. But if you care enough, go look at her IMDb page. And I seriously doubt that, any. if you care enough. So just take me at my word. Anyway, the reason I bring her up is because (laughs) I read an article about her. And in that article, she said that it is totally sexist her words, to say that a woman is aging gracefully. I And I just figured that considering that us men have a hard enough time trying to figure out what's offensive and what's cool to say to a woman and what's not offensive and what's not cool to say to a woman or however I flipped that, you get the point. I figured I'd help you guys out with that one. Now, she's in her early 60s. And she doesn't want to be referred to as someone that's aging gracefully. She says that there's too much judgment in that phrase. Okay. She also says that aging should be about inner growth. Well, I think that's more maturity than aging, but that's just me. And she also asks, how does someone age ungracefully? Now, I think I can help her out with that one. As a matter of fact, I can show her many pictures of people that hadn't aged gracefully. Sometimes it involves crystal meth, or heroin, or heroin, as um, the older people say it. For some, it could just be alcohol, a bunch of alcohol, or cigarettes over a long enough period of time. With all that said, I get the gist of the point that she's trying to make. Shoot, man. Some of these relationships can affect any, um your um ungraceful aging. Because boy, uh effed up relationship for long a long enough period of time. Boy, that mess can age you like nobody's business. But while I'm giving examples to refute that one question that she rhetorically asked, don't get it twisted. This is not a debate, this is not to debate her feelings or debate whether she's being too sensitive or not. If that's what she feels, and if that's what women feel, then we should just retire that phrase. Period, as the kids would say. You know, guys, just sort of side note, shoot we are averse to change when it comes to our interactions with women. And I guess that's what Me Too was all about in the first place. But still, if a woman doesn't want to hear that, a hey, just don't say it to us. As simple as that it's like calling little people little people anyway so fellas you're welcome that's what i do here another thing i want to bring up i want to talk about kanye (laughs) come on now you guys knew it was coming you knew i couldn't get through an episode without mentioning kanye in one context or another it's almost like a drinking game at this point but anyway i saw that he wants to change his name legally to just yay And while Julianne Moore has the right to feel however she wants to feel, and we should honor her request, in Kanye's um, case, to paraphrase one of the timeless quotes from Coming to America, and there were many timeless quotes in Coming to America. If his mama called him Kanye, I'm going to call him Kanye. (laughs) Yay. Okay, and that brings me to the last thing that I want to mention for today. and this has absolutely nothing to do with dating it was just something that i saw right before i started recording and it was actually just funny to me and it was it was kind of like a time thing but you all remember that first album cover that nirvana had nirvana's first album nevermind and i mentioned that as i think about the last episode when i talked about no No, not the last episode, but a couple of episodes ago when I referred to Genesis and Phil Collins and a few songs that black people know universally. And Nirvana smells like teen spirit is another one of those that I think all black people know. They might not like it, but it seems like black people all know the song. So anyway, that song kicked off that album and for people that don't readily know what the album looks like there's a baby that's underwater chasing after a dollar bill that's on a fish hook it's supposed to be some kind of slap at capitalism or something like that it's a real iconic album cover i guarantee you that if you aren't hip to it and you went and looked it up once you saw it you would say oh yeah yeah i remember that joint yeah I bring this all up because that baby is now grown up. And according to Variety, he's now suing the band or more so the record company that put the album out on the grounds that using his picture back then was what amounted to child pornography whoa. I thought this was just about a kid being broken, wanting some extra cash. Cash, And while ultimately that's what it seems to be, but man, he took it to a completely different, dare I say, uncomfortably different level. It's like, wow, I, that just kind of threw me back. One, that he's suing too. He's suing on that ground. And also that man, that album came out a long time ago. Wow. That, that story dated me and that album dated me. And I think that that little baby is a grown man now, but i tell you what, you can't make this stuff up. Everybody should have a podcast because there's so much content out there to talk about. All you have to do is find your lane. But anyway, enough of me giving you tips and stuff that you don't want, advice that you don't want, and hearing me riff and moan about women that I can't get with. (laughs) I do want to thank you all for listening, though, today. (laughs) And I want to thank you all for listening every day. And come back. This show is airing on Friday. So the next one with the topic that I was going to talk about today right before I got on mic. Will be out the following Tuesday. But like I always say, nobody listens to these on the days that they come out. So whenever you have time in your day to an extra 25 minutes to check it out, I appreciate you checking it out. And tell 50 friends to tell 50 friends. I say that every single day and I'll continue to say it. But with all of that said, I'm out of here. Yo, Reggie, you want to say something to the people today? Nah, Reggie's still not talking. Yeah, Reggie's still in his bag. So I will say goodbye for Reggie like I always do. You can kick the music, but the music is always pl- already playing. It's funny and I say kick the music because on YouTube, there is no closing music. So I'm sure people that exclusively watch YouTube, they're like, what music is it? But because nobody really watches on YouTube, I really don't pay much attention to YouTube. So I spend like 90% of my focus on the actual downloadable podcast. But for people that do watch exclusively on YouTube, at the end of the show, there's closing music and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. So you won't hear the music. But anyway, hit the music. (laughs) Goodbye, y'all.